0: friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, December the 29th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness, Uh, especially during the season of Christmas where we celebrate God's coming to earth, heaven and earth uniting uh, because of and under God's love. I mean, this is so good. I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas celebration on the day of. But remember, my friends, I mean, really, I, I mean, we celebrate this all the time, right? But, but specifically, we celebrate it during this octave, this eight days from the, the feast of Christmas on the 25th to January 1st. Uh, Mary, the mother of God, but really we celebrate it for the number of days. And, and, you know, some people say, oh, it's 12 days, the 12 days of Christmas or whatever it is. It's more. It's from whenever Christmas day is until the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Uh, That is our Christmas season. And I know culturally we celebrate it starting at Thanksgiving all the way up to Christmas. Um, But that's really our Advent time of preparation for this large celebration where we really celebrate in joy, uh, that God is one with us and that God desires to be one with us, regardless of our situations, right? We talked about that last week. So I won't go into detail about that again, but really it's worth joy. And I'm not sitting here telling you, you should be doing this or should be doing that. Hey, you celebrate as the spirit of God, uh, invites you. And as your family finds joy and life, But just know the church in in the church's wisdom uh, sets aside a number of days for that pondering, for that celebrating, uh, for that reflection upon how wonderful this is. So we're smack in the middle of it, right? And because we're smack in the middle of it, we're going to celebrate a whole lot of feasts. Gosh, even daily we celebrate feasts. Uh, But... This coming weekend for Sunday, when we're going to look at Sunday's readings, the first weekend after Christmas is always, always and always and always the Feast of the Holy Family. And so we are going to hear readings uh, about that. Now, I'm going to read the second reading. I know, I know, we don't usually do that. Usually I read the first reading and the gospel, but... Brothers and sisters, if there is one word, well, okay, this isn't the greatest word, but if there is one word associated with the readings this weekend, it is choices. Choices. We've got lots of choices. There are two choices for a first reading, two choices for a second reading, and then a gospel. For those counting at home, that's five possible readings you're going to hear. You're going to hear the gospel. I promise you that. So we're reading that one. But you may not hear the, the second reading. I'm going to read you. Uh, you may hear something out of Hebrews instead of Colossians. You may hear something out of Sirach, or you may hear something out of Genesis. All depends on your pastor, on your pastoral leader, and what they choose. And you know what? This is my podcast, so I'm choosing the Colossians reading because I really like it. Rem- one, it's just beautiful. And two, reminds me of my wedding day because my beloved and I had this reading on our wedding day. Boy, I'm babbling, babbling. So here's what we're going to do. The first reading, which is really the second reading, is going to be out of Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. So good. Uh, And just, again, here where the reading calls us, where Paul is inviting us uh, with all these wonderful virtues. And then gospel is going to be out of Luke, kind of lengthy, uh, a story you know, but it's going to be Luke chapter 2 verses 22 to 40. So let's read those. I've just got a couple of points I want to make. Um, But ultimately, the feast itself really makes the, the beautiful point, the feast of the Holy Family. So let's break open God's Word together. Reading from the letter of Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if one has a grievance against another. As the Lord has forgiven you, so must you also do. And over all these put on love, that is, the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ control your hearts, the peace into which you were also called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as in all wisdom you teach and admonish one another, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, through everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And again, if there was anything in that, brothers and sisters, I invite you as always to sit with the word and invite the word to take you where it needs to take you. Because that is, is one of the ways, I'll say even the way, in this podcast that God uh, will speak directly to our hearts through God's Word, which continues to be alive and continues to speak to us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit in the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him in his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the rise and fall of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And, coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's start with unpacking what's going on, what what's happening here now. Don't get confused. This is Luke's uh, version, right? The the this is Luke's birth infancy narrative, uh, not Matthew's. It's an important difference there, because Matthew. Uh, doesn't contain some of the elements of Luke and Luke doesn't contain some of the elements of Matthew. Uh, okay. That said, Luke's infancy narrative ends pretty much with this story because Jesus then goes to Jerusalem. There's one more that will come with Luke. Uh, and that is another one that often is, is, uh, read on this day, which is the finding of Jesus in the temple at the age of 12. But, um, but this one, we we hear the feast of the presentation, right? In the rosary. In fact, this is the rosary we're going to pray today. The the fourth joyful is the presentation of the Lord. That is what's going on here. Now, in Jewish tradition, tradition two things happened. After eight days, so again, that's that feast of the octave. It used to be on January 1st, it was the feast of the circumcision of Jesus. Now we've been like, oh, let's you know, instead of having our children say, hey, what's this feast day? And can you explain more about it to me, mom or dad? We're like, oh, let's just call it Mary, the mother of God. You know, that, that's really good. Let's, let's, uh, let's divert attention, as it were. But it comes from somewhere because in tradition, after eight days, uh, a male child was circumcised in the Jewish tradition and then named, okay? But that's not this, what's going on here. After 40 days, the child was presented, particularly the firstborn male, right? Because that's what it says. The firstborn male that opens the womb, that that the first child is a male, is presented, meaning given unto God. So that's what's going on here, as well as the purification of Mary after 40 days. Because again, birthing involves blood, right? Which makes one impure. And uh, and this, so Mary and Jesus really are the two major ones involved here. Joseph is there, uh, but this is about Mary's uh, impurity and becoming pure again, the woman, whoever gives birth after 40 days, and then the child that opens the womb, in a sense, given unto God. And so there, that's what's happening. And And traditionally, we as a church celebrate that on 40 days after Christmas, which is when? February second, Groundhog Day now, and, and if you go back in your history, that you'll find the historical reference. But it's what used to be called Candle Mass. Uh, it's the fortieth day and, and the bookend to Christmas, the Candle Mass, uh, where uh, we present uh, or, or or celebrate this presentation. Now, what's important for us to learn here? Maybe a hundred things, but I'm going to only point to a couple. Um, and the first is this, I think brothers and sisters, and, and I pointed to it last week, I'm going to point to it again because I think it's important that we know this. I think Mary and Joseph now, now if what I'm going to say, uh, disturbs you or is not where you're coming from, Hey, that's okay. I, 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 I am not here to disturb your faith or or to uproot it. If if what you believe is different than I, um, and it gives you life and it gives you security, hey, that's okay. Then hold hold to that. But here's what I believe. I do not believe Mary had any insight into where this birth was going to go. Meaning, I don't think she knew. Oh, of course, you know. Uh, this prophet and this prophetess, Simeon and Anna are going to come up to me because this is going to be normal stuff because this guy is, you know, son of God. And every time I turn around, some crazy, you know, thing is going to happen. I don't think she had any idea that uh, when Simeon says, and a sword will pierce your heart, what exactly that meant. Uh, Or, or, you know, that, oh, that means Jesus is going to go to the cross and I'm going to really feel um as a mother watching her child die that that's gonna it's gonna pierce me. Um, now we look at that and say that's exactly what it means and and certainly it does or maybe it means you know she's gonna watch her son be mocked when he goes off and and uh, is beginning to to teach and there are people that that mock him and walk away. Wouldn't that pierce your heart? I I, I don't think she has any foretelling that this is what it is. I think she and Joseph were, to use a a wonderful book title, lurching from one near disaster to the next and trusted in God at every moment. I think when Simeon came up to them, it surprised them uh, to no end. And they're like, this is wild. And when Anna came up to them and was proclaiming this child to all who would listen, I think they were like, whoa, you know, let's just take it moment by moment. Why is that important? Because, brothers and sisters, I think that's where you and I live. I think we take things moment by moment. I think the easy thing is to look back and say, Mary knew what was going on, and because she knew what was going on, she's different than me. Or Jesus knew exactly what was happening, and Joseph knew exactly where this was going to go. And so they just are different. This is the holy family I, I don't live life like them. I'm not like them. I don't have a clue. I live in a constant fog. Um, and I'm not sure what to do tomorrow, much less, you know, next week or next year or where God is calling me. And so because of that fog and that grayness, I'm different. And I guess what I'm trying to say, brothers and sisters, is I don't think they were that different. In fact, I think it's very important that we say this, and I'm going to say this in my next point too, this is the feast of the Holy Family. It is not the feast of the perfect family. It is the feast of the Holy Family, and I think in Mary's what Mary's holiness looked like here, what Joseph's holiness looked like here is they said this doesn't make a lick of sense to me. But I'm going to I'm going to take that next step because this is where God called me, and that's enough for today. Because I believe God is going to be on the other side of this step. And there may be more grayness or more fog uh, tomorrow. But you know what? I'm going to trust God's going to be there too. I'm not going to do it right all the time. I'm going to screw up. I'm going to say things I wish I hadn't. I'm going to think things I wish I hadn't. I'm going to do things I wish I hadn't. But I'm grateful to God that God will continue to be with me. And I'm going to do my best to take one step at a time at a time. Does that make sense? Do you see yourself in that mirror? Because I sure do. Brothers and sisters, we're not called to be perfect. We're not made to be perfect. We're called to be holy. We are called to be women and men of faith that follow after, even in the midst of this dark cloud of unknowing, what our God invites us to. And that's what holiness looks like. That's what holiness is. And that's the holiness to which we are called. What's the other point I want to make? I want to go back to that Colossians reading. Um, and again, simple. It's just a whole lot of beautiful virtues, right? Brothers and sisters, put on as God's children, chosen ones. And, and trust me, you and I are chosen ones. We are baptized into Christ and, and come up as new creations in Christ. We are chosen by God. Uh, chosen as what? Not better. Not, not set aside to say, look at us, and, and you guys are the unwashed masses. Chosen to remind others they are beloved, and they are God's beauty as well. We are, in a sense, to be an icon, and boy, there's a responsibility with that, because we are called to be holy within that. If we are called to be chosen, we are called to be holy. And that's exactly what Paul says. Put on, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. That's you guys. you got to be it. So this is what holiness looks like, he says. Heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. And you know what else? Forgiveness. Here's what I know. Again, this is not the Feast of the Perfect Family. If I'm perfect, I don't need forgiveness because I haven't done anything to screw up. But you know what? I know I'm not. And Paul knew we're not because he says we're going to need to be forgiving Of others, just as we need it ourselves, because we're gonna blow it. So stop putting the bar so high that says, I can't get over that. So I'm not even gonna try because they're beyond all these holy people who have made good decisions in ages past, and even those ones who I, I see, you know, from a distance, they look far more holy than I. Well, look at them closer because they're not. We're all muddling through, and that's okay. That's okay, but put on these wonderful virtues because brothers and sisters, as chosen ones, we're called as best we can to be humble, realizing we don't get it all the time, but I'm just going to do the best I can do. You know, one day at a time to be gentle and kind and patient and compassionate. We can do that, right? We can do that. And as best we can be forgiving. Oh, and this other thing that Paul says, and, and, uh, He says, and over all of these, over all of these, put on love. Now, again, remember love isn't a feeling. Love is that decision to say, I may not agree with you. I may not like you right now. I may not um, feel anything, but I'm going to walk with you. Or I'm, I'm going to set aside my own agenda in honor of what you need right now. Whatever it looks like at the time. Brothers and sisters, I could go on, but you don't need me to. We celebrate the Feast of Holiness today. And that holiness looks like simple stuff. It looks like kindness and gentleness and compassion and humility and forgiveness. We can do that. We can do that as best we can. And do you know what it means? Holiness means trusting that I may not have a clue as to where God is inviting me a year from now or a week from now. But I'm gonna do my best today, today, to listen and go where I believe God is calling me and taking that step and trusting that God will be there on the other side of that step, even if it's just as foggy, because God will remind me that I'm okay and God will invite me on another one at that point. One step at a time, brothers and sisters, not in perfection, but in holiness. Let's pray. And as I mentioned, let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth joyful mystery, the feast of the presentation of the Lord. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Once again, for these 12 days, for these however many days, until we celebrate the feast of the baptism of the Lord, Merry Christmas. Be well, and God's peace.